You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friend, thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your day hanging out with me here on the podcast. Today I have a guest. Her name is Amy Marco. She's an energetic adventure-seeking writer, speaker, mentor, wife, and mother of three girls in a home full of personality. She's a strong-willed perfectionist who tries to do it all and wants people to think she has it all together. Isn't that all of us? She's learning through the unexpected to let go and share her real life so she can point others to the hope she has found. I'll be sharing about her blog in the episode, but you'll also find links to that and any resources we talk about in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 109. Amy and I had so much to talk about in our little chat together that I pulled a little bit of it out into a bonus conversation that I'm sharing in the Life Repurposed Facebook community. So there you're going to find clips from some of the episodes where it might have been just a little bit too long for the podcast, but I wanted you to hear that part of the conversation because it was really fun. So Amy and I talked about having teenagers and trying to impress them and some of the things that go along with parenting. So you'll find that in the Life Repurpose community on Facebook. All you have to do is join the community. It's free, but you get that bonus content and the discussions that we do every week. So I encourage you to go there. Again, everything's in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 109. Now, without further ado, here's my interview with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about your chapter in the Life Repurpose book, but even more importantly, to tell us a little bit more about your life story. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So in your bio, you talk about loving adventure. So I'd like to know what's the most adventuresome thing you've done. Oh, there are many. We really like to travel and specifically our favorite place to travel is Guatemala because we partner with the ministry there and we have over the last 13 years made a lot of friends. And so every once in a while we'll host a team and then we'll send them home and we'll stay for a little while longer. Um, And one of those weeks that we stayed, we actually hiked to the top of a volcano and we got so much so it was so hot that I melted the bottom of my shoes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We were even able to scoop some lava out and wait for it to harden and bring a rock home. So I don't know. It's just, I really enjoy experiencing the world and just seeing things that I never thought I'd get to see. So that is more adventure than I've experienced. (laughs) I sponsor a child in Guatemala. So I have thought about the idea of visiting someday, but haven't really had that bold leap. Yes, you should go. The other thing that freaks me out is heights. So I don't think (laughs) that I'd be on the same adventure. Yeah, maybe not the the volcano adventure, but it's a beautiful place and people are amazing there. Yeah. So you're the mom of all girls? I am. Yes. We have a girl gang at our house. And I'm an all boy mom. Okay. So I I have a feeling that your husband can relate to me a little bit. I'm sure he can. (laughs) He's the one and only. Yeah. So is he counting down the days until someday when there's boys in the family and they get married? Oh, no, no. I... (laughs) 
He's scared to death of that day. He's so protective. <laughs> you know, I guess good. that's the difference in being a boy mom and a girl mom. You know, it's like I was thinking <laughs> one of these days they're going to bring this wonderful girl into our family. And they did. They both got married. And then awesome. I have a granddaughter. So now the girls are winning yes. in the family. <laughs> you got your girl. Evening the score. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. You are a radio personality, I understand. I am. Yeah. So how did you get started in that? You know what? I, I've i been through a lot of interesting things in the last couple of years in my life. And I've always been a writer, but I love to write for myself. And so I would write in my journal and I just started feeling like the Lord was putting on my heart. It's time to share your words. Like you've walked through this valley. You've learned things about my character. You know, you've learned so many things about me and it's just time to talk about it. And my husband was also very much a driving force in that saying, <laughs> start sharing the things that you're writing. So I kind of started small and I started writing in a blog every once in a while and then posting it out to Facebook. And some of my friends started reading it and sharing it. And my pastor started reading it. He speaks on the radio. And he, he called me one day and he said, I come up with so much content all the time because I'm speaking <laughs> and I have sermons and I'm speaking on the radio. And he said, tonight, I just used one of your blog post topics and I rolled with it. And so I was like, okay why are you telling me this? He said, <laughs> I got a lot of messages after I spoke about what you wrote about. And I just, so I'm thinking, okay, are you saying you want to read my blog on the radio? That's going to be a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> and he said, no, I, I want you to speak on the radio. I think that, that your perspective and your voice is something that we'd like to have. So it took off from there. And how long have you been doing that? Um, only six weeks. So oh, it's a brand wow. new venture in my life. Yes. Yeah. But it's been really good for me. So yeah, how exciting. So yeah. for those who are wondering where is Amy on the radio, I will have a link in the show notes for that. So you'll be able to find her. So you mentioned that you just were also getting started writing and you have a chapter in the Life Repurposed book where you yeah. tell your story in an artistic way. I'm not going to give it away because I... You have to read even the first couple paragraphs of the chapter, and then you start to understand that Amy has painted a word picture of her story. But one of the things that I get from that chapter is that you've gone through some rough things in your life. Tell me about a challenge that you've gone through that has helped you to trust God more deeply. Well, just recently, um, all of this began about three years ago. Our family was started going through a huge transition. So we were switching jobs. We were moving across the country and there was just a lot of chaos going on. I felt like we were just starting to get settled in our new place and we were really excited about it. And we went off on a vacation. Well, while I was on that vacation, I injured my knee and I came home just thinking like, okay, I need to recover. It kept getting worse and worse. And so I went to the doctor and they said, just need to rest it, this and that, you know, not a big deal. And this injury just persisted. It just mm. would not go away. And so actually for eight months, I was just in a lot of severe pain, wow. just going from doctor to doctor, trying to figure out what was wrong. 
with me, I had gone from being very active. I told you about hiking the volcano and just mm-hmm. all of those things that I love to do. I was a Pilates instructor, everything. I, I did everything with my body. And here all of a sudden, I'm struggling to walk. Wow. Um So I finally, I found a specialist in the city and he is the one that reconstructs knees for the football teams and things of that nature. So I thought, okay, you know, he's going to fix this. He said, I know what needs to be done. And I had a surgery. Well, Mm -hmm. after the surgery, I was not recovering well and actually continuing to get worse. So through a long stream of events and lots of hospital visits and things of that nature, I was diagnosed with a neurological condition called CRPS, which is basically, it's called the suicide disease. And Mm. it's just chronic regional pain that doesn't make sense that spreads throughout the body and disables you as it goes. And so it kind of was like a switch flipped in my mind. Suddenly I went from doing whatever I wanted to do to realizing that my life was never going to be the same again. That's heavy because especially from someone who loves adventure, who's raising active kids and wanting to be part of their life. So how did you cope then? What things have you done that have helped you to trust God through this process? At first, I really fell apart. I just remember coming home that day after that diagnosis and just laying on the couch. And it was almost like a video reel was playing in my mind. I was literally seeing all of these things that I had imagined for my future, like even my kids' weddings Mm. and dancing, like weird things I never thought would be on the radar. I just started thinking of all the things that I probably had just taken for granted that I would do and thinking like, I don't even know what a year will look like. I don't even know what two years out, like what... What is this going to do? And I knew that I knew that I trusted in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I know I have a history of seeing him work, but I think it came down to that moment. Like I'm used to doing everything on my own strength. I'm very self-sufficient. And what does life look like when I can't depend on myself? But I had some, I had a really good support system and some people who really spoke a lot of truth to me and I think the big thing was just let me be really honest in my insecurities and in my fears. Yeah, it's good to have people like that. So often Mm -hmm. we jump to want to fix people. We want to make the pain go away. So sometimes that means even minimalizing it instead of sitting and listening with people and hearing their pain, hearing their struggle. Have you had people who are just alongside you? They don't say anything. It's just their presence is there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My husband is probably the biggest one, like just every day, consistent, taking care of what needed to be done. He did. He would always remind me. So for a year, I was pretty much stuck on my couch. If I wanted to go anywhere, he had to help me get there. He had to bring everything to me. And he would say, okay, what are we thankful for today? Your life still has purpose, Amy. Like, what's your purpose today? And just reminding me of those things was such an amazing, was a huge blessing. And I think it helped me live through that time when I just felt like, I don't know what's coming. And the doctors are saying, this is only going to get worse. And yeah. I love that support system. In your chapter in the Life Repurpose book, you talk about some of the struggles that you have gone through in your relationship. And I love seeing that God has continued to strengthen your relationship with your husband. 
as some friends in the past sounded like had let you down before you went through this health Mm -hmm. crisis. And so I love that picture that you paint of depending on each other and depending on God. You talk about peeling back layers in the book, and I could relate to that because of being a recovering perfectionist and wanting to have everything look right on the outside and then not letting people in to see the real me. What's been the hardest layer for God to peel away for you? Definitely my pride wanting people to see me in a certain light, wanting to be the one who's always helping you and the one who doesn't need help. I think that um, it's really easy for me to tell other people about the grace and the love that God has. But I think when it's come to my own life, I feel like I have to work for that or prove it or earn it. And just learning to rest in that, like even if I have nothing to offer, I am so loved and Mm. I don't know why that's a struggle. That sounds like something that should, we should be really excited about, but I think it's just so ingrained in me to perform and to show and just to be whoever I think you should think I am instead of just being me. So that's been a huge thing for me. Yeah, I can relate to that too. I think I would say it is pride that is at the root of my own struggle And some of it goes back to having grown up in the church. Did you grow up in a church? I did grow up in the church. And I think that there's just a lot of expectation. Some Mm -hmm. put on us and some we put on ourselves. Yeah, I don't think it's intentional. I think our goal is to learn to conform to Christ. But somewhere along the way, I too felt like it became performance-based, even though that wasn't what my church taught from the pulpit. It was this idea of relying on Christ that the only way we're saved is through him. And yet I found myself wanting to earn God's love. Absolutely. Well, I think the enemy wants to lie to us any way that he can, you know? And so he's like, okay, in my case, if you're going to be the good girl, maybe I can't trip you up with this and this, but what I can do is distort this truth, this grace, this hope that you say you have in Christ And I can twist it just a little bit to make you very self-reliant, self-sufficient, full of pride. And so you might look like the good girl, but I'm still struggling with sin. You just don't see it on the outside. We want to set things up so that people see a certain outside appearance. And it isn't just the physical appearance, the looks. It's really about having it all together. How has that unfolded for you as a mom? I think that I put a lot of stock in the way people think about us, the way they see our family, the way that they see our children. Um, I know when I had my first daughter, it mattered to me so much that she was in the matching outfit and her hair was done just right and that she was, you know, really good and obedient. And I wasn't going to be like that mom in the grocery store whose kids are melting down. Um, and the crazy thing is that she was the first baby and she was like that. Like she's just really chill kid and really easy. So that almost made me worse. Like, I'm killing it. This is easy. And then I'm just looking at like, how is this so hard for you? Um, Child number two completely, completely undid that. (laughs) I was just praying for God's mercy in my life. 
um, for sure. And by the time that I got to number three, I mean, we're just like, hey, do you have clothes on? Are you in the back seat? Like, we're good. We have to go. Um, but yeah, it, that that does matter a lot. And being a mom, I want to be this certain person. I want them to have these memories of me. I just, I want to be perfect. I guess that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> and I really can't. And that's the thing when I was hit with this physical issue thinking, man, I can't be this mom that I wanted to be. I can't be this person that I wanted to be. And suddenly I felt like so much of my value got stripped away just from this physical injury. And I don't want my value to lay in things that could be stripped away in one day, in one diagnosis. And I think that mm -hmm. this process has been crazy. It's been there's been some very dark moments, um, but if anything, it's taught me that that is not where my value is. My value is not in what you see. Still, still learning it. So, I love listening to you tell your story and talk about what God's been doing in your life. What is the newest thing that he's doing now? Like, where is he leading you? You sense any new direction? I think that the biggest thing that he's taught me over the years as I've gone through, and I have gone through a lot of treatments and a lot of therapies that have brought me to a much better place than I was in two years ago. So I still have a lot of physical limitations. I can't do the things that I used to do, um, but I also am able to walk. <laughs> I'm not in pain 24 hours a day, and I'm so thankful for that. But I do feel that this time has brought such new direction and just that what I want the contribution of my life to be is not the things that I earned and proved, but what God has done in my life. And I don't want to waste. <laughs> I, my favorite verse is in Isaiah 45, three, uh, where God talks about the treasures that you find in the dark. And I didn't even know that verse existed until I went through all of this. And I feel like I've found some treasures in the dark and I've found, I've learned some things about the character of God. And I've just found this love that he has for me. And I don't want to step out of that darkness into the light and jump back into dependence on myself. Mm -hmm. I just want to live in that. And I just want to walk with other people who are going through and just say, I see you and God sees you, he hears you and he cares you know, and just bring that word to them. So I guess sharing my words, really, I'm a writer. I have journals upon journals <laughs> of things that I've thought of things that God has taught me. And I think my next step is just to start opening up instead of powering up and just sharing those real raw moments yeah. where I wasn't perfect and I didn't have it all together in hopes of giving other people hope when they're in the same position. So yeah, that is the heart of my passion, mm -hmm. why I started talking about what a repurposed life was about and why I wanted to tell other people's stories. So when you submitted your story to the Life Repurposed book, this was your first time really opening up and putting those words out there in a book version, right? Absolutely. That was the first time I told my story like that. Yeah, so I'm excited that your story is in there. I want to know a little bit more about your blog because one of the things I do is share resources with listeners. So what are some of the topics that you've covered there that you'll be also potentially covering on your radio show? You know, I've covered a lot of topics. Mostly, I would say that they center around surrender 
And just that piece of self-reliance that was so important to me. And then the stripping away of that self-reliance, just finding the rock that I could stand on. So kind of whatever I'm learning or studying, that's going to come out in the blog. Um, But most recently, just really, it's been about walking through the valley and those treasures that we find in the dark, and then learning how to remember those lessons so that we don't forget them as we step out of the valley, and just learning how to abide in him as we continue on, because we don't know what's coming in life. We are really only certain of one thing, you know, that Christ began something in us, and he's going to finish it, and we can trust him to do it. So that's what I write about. And where can we find you on the internet? My blog is titled Go Let Go, and it's at goletgo.org. Okay. And then I'll link to that and also link to your Instagram where people can connect with you there. Is there a way people can subscribe to your blog right now? Yes, you can. You can go to my blog and you can subscribe there. And then I also do weekly emails that I send out just different things that I'm thinking. It's a little more personal in that, <laughs> in that venue. Like I just like to chat there. So yeah. So by signing yeah. up, that's helpful because if the listeners are anything like me, I forget to go back to a blog and read the latest. So when I get that email yes. in my inbox, then I can read it right there. I can go and read it at the blog. So that's great. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. I would like to wrap up by letting you share your heart with the person out there who's listening. A lot of my listeners are people who are living an overwhelmed life. Even with things slowing down with COVID-19, the stress level is still about the same. So they're busy or overwhelmed and also seeking hope. What words of wisdom can you leave us with? I think that all of us are walking through similar experiences and your life may not mirror mine in having a physical disability, but there's probably moments when you feel like you're going through the valley and maybe you're just face down in the dust and you feel like you can't take one more step. And just in that moment that God is there just with his hand out, just saying, I want to be your strength. I love you. You don't have to be good enough. He has a plan for each of our days and it doesn't have to be perfect that we can just trust him and we can get up. Life isn't going to be what we have imagined it to be, but it can be really good. And there's just so much hope for us. Fantastic message. Thank you so much for being here, Amy, and sharing a little bit of your heart with us. Thanks for having me. If Amy's story really spoke to you, you can connect with her more by finding those links in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 109. You can join us in the Facebook community and have more connection and discussion with one another, and you can also get that bonus part of our interview there. In this episode, we mentioned the Life Repurposed book. Amy's one of the authors of a chapter in that book. You can find the link to that there as well. It is full of 34 stories of women just like Amy, just like you, who want to share hope and inspiration and how God has worked through some of their hardest times. So I encourage you to get that book. It is also now available in audiobook format. So if you're somebody who likes to listen to a book instead of reading it, you're going to love that news. So you can go to Audible and you can get it there. And it's also on iTunes as well, I believe. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next week. 
You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.